Ahoy, hoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we are continuing our way through season three. Our goal, of course, is to watch every single <laughs> Simpsons episode or as FX... FX once said, every, every Simpsons, Simpsons ever. ever. <laughs> uh, but we have arrived at season three, episode two, Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. So we're going to kick things off in our usual fashion with Caitlin giving us some specs. Yes. Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington is production code 8F01. Welcome to season three, everybody. Mm. Um, written by George Meyer, directed by Wes Archer. Original air date, September 26th, 1991. Yeah, and uh, that will be a, a, a very apparent, that air date, in this episode. Oh, yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, although there is something a little bit later I'm going to bring up. I, was, uh, I noticed something about this. I mean, it was made in 1991. It's not like they were predicting the future or anything or, or, right. or attempting to. So uh, anyways, I, uh, I found something interesting. I'll bring that up here in a little bit. But uh, I'm going to read the synopsis from the wiki page. So this is Simpsons.Fandom.com. If you would like to check it out, there will be a link in the description. Yeah. The synopsis is, thanks to Lisa's patriotic winning essay, patriotic winning essay in a contest sponsored by Reading Digest magazine. Uh, that was not a mistake, by the way. Reading Digest magazine. Uh, the Simpsons win a trip to Washington, D.C. However, Lisa's faith in democracy is shaken when she sees her local representative taking a bribe for a permit to cut down the Springfield National Forest. I mean, that's pretty, yep. yeah, that's pretty that's, good. That's got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, did you, <laughs> that checks all the boxes. We are back on Disney Plus. Uh, we are back on our bullshit. Y'all. We, we are, uh, we're back on our Disney Plus, And I don't know if you happen to look at the description from Disney Plus. It was much worse than this. <laughs> I've seen I've seen on Facebook groups, like some of the descriptions that are written about any show, uh-huh. but The Simpsons included. Some of those those plot lines are just not at all uh, good uh the the disney plus the one synopsis synopsi synopsis i think it's synopses synopses yeah. that makes sense um i what the disney plus one said and this is not verbatim but it's something to this effect it was Bart flies in the spirit of St. Louis and Lisa delivers an essay or something like that. Is it supposed to give us intrigue? Like we're going to tune in on Sunday night or was it? I think the show was back on Sundays in season three. Um, so we'll tune in. I, I, I don't know, but uh, I can't help but think now that I've said that out loud, I'm like, you know, that's kind of the way that I do the descriptions for these things. Yeah. Is I pick small things that yeah. we talk about and include it in the description. You want to make it sound interesting. <laughs> that's right. But you're here now, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, please don't turn us off. <laughs> Can I say one thing? And this is not at all related to this episode. You it's about say. what I say in the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. It is not a Dr. Nick reference, but it could be. What's that? I- Hi everybody! <laughs> oh yeah! I, I, oh man, when I, I started about that. saying that, I didn't intend it. I just didn't know what else to say. I think that. Uh, oh, I think you've dropped a couple of hi everyone's here. Oh, have I? I think so. Okay, I don't. But I don't remember. I, I know I've said what's up before. That's really. That's what's really, up? What up? <laughs> uh, I I think that in order for that to have really registered for me is yeah, I mean you've got to have the, the inflection the, yeah right yeah. yeah well in case anybody was interpreting it as such don't give me that cre- enough don't give me that credit because I wasn't <laughs> thinking that way hey she's learning but she's learned a lot I've learned a lot she's learned it a lot 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get moving here. I would like to start, if it please the court, uh, <laughs> I would I would like to start with an oops, I fucked up, oh. question mark. Oh, uh, okay. I just want to say uh, that I've been thinking about this all week long. Uh, I had I have absolutely no intention uh, whatsoever of uh, defending the actions or behaviors uh, of Adolf Hitler uh, by way of my analogy in regards to his painting when we were talking about oh. separating the art from the artist. Okay. Uh, my intention in that was simply to say that if you were to go, say, for example, to a thrift store and pick up a painting, uh, you might... You could uh, look at a painting and not necessarily know anything about the artist that that made it, right? Uh, and so that just is to say that uh, for clarity, I don't. I, we didn't receive any hate mail or anything like that. I'm just no. saying for clarity. Sean's been pretty quiet recently. Sean, that's, no, we did receive that one hate mail from Sean. Sean, Sean Harley Davidson. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that is just to say, I want to be clear that I do not identify uh, with, nor do I support uh, the ideology of Hitler in Mein Kampf or otherwise. Yeah. Um, Fascism sucks. Yes, so. it does. And also, I just, you know... Uh, the world is the way the world is, and uh, I look the way that I look. I have blonde hair and blue eyes. I am of German lineage. I've got a big, wide German nose. Like, it just is the way that it is. But for clarity, uh, there was absolutely no intention on my behalf of doing so. And if it was interpreted that way by anybody, I sincerely apologize. Even Hitler had a girlfriend, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that was one of my favorite memes. <laughs> a picture of uh, the there's a picture of Hitler with Ava Braun, and it says, "Even Hitler had a girlfriend. You were literally less desirable than Hitler." <laughs> oops. <laughs> okay, that's a good oops. I fucked up. I didn't. I didn't interpret what you said that way. Well, but, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you didn't. But I, I was also like in the moment talking to you so yeah and i don't know that anybody i don't know that anybody did and if they did uh you well know. you know if you run for office in the future you want to make sure you clear the air <laughs> <laughs> yes you don't you don't want to have that have that lingering out on the internet Do you have any idea how much shit we've settled this I, oh i know ever. i know i know <laughs> hey that person has read aristotle <laughs> well there goes my political career well Damn. Well, speaking that, of po- that, yeah, that ties right in. Yeah, speaking of political careers, here we go. Okay, so uh, let's open up with the way that we normally do. Let's take a look at the opening sequence. The um, the chalkboard gag was spit wads are not are not free speech, which uh, goes with our our commentary last episode. We talked about free speech and the Second Amendment and all that kind oh, of yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then we don't need to go over that again. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like for me to go on another tirade? No, it's okay. Thank you. Let me tell you about the Establishment Clause. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, then we had the couch gag, which was. Oh, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. It was the Simpsons piling onto the couch. Yeah. And, and then Homer they, reaches down into between the cushions. And poor Santa's little helper got mushed. Mushed in there. That is a huge fear of mine. That you're going to smush the dogs that into I'm the going couch? To sit, it really, it's not the dogs. It's oh, the cats. Oh, yeah. Uh, and namely, Leo, because mm-hmm. he's a black cat, and he like blends in, I mean, my colorblind ass, like with shadows and whatnot. 
And I just have a terrible fear that one day he's going to be under a blanket or something. Yeah. And that's another thing. Yeah, he gets under the blankets. Yeah. And I'm going to sit on this poor yeah, cat. poor little doggy. I mean, this, cat. He's this a cat. I have come to learn in my adult life, y'all, is what anxiety looks like. I have unreasonable fears. Yeah. Uh, even though I have literally sat on the cat before and everything was fine. Yeah. My fear is that he's going to get under our bed, our cool, vibrating bed, and... <laughs> Get mushed. It is, uh, it is a fear uh, because you know when the bed like goes up into the sit up position, there's plenty of room for him yeah. to get down there with all those you know turning gears and shit. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to. We love this dingus of a cat. Yeah. So we don't want to hurt him. Obviously. Poor little guy. So, anyway. Uh, these are shortened credits, but they're also pretty long. I think. Are they shortened? I think. Yeah. Wait. Because it goes. Yeah, because we don't get Bart riding a skateboard. It goes oh, straight didn't. from oh, okay. to uh, Homer at the power plant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't even notice. But like the rest of it was normal. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't notice. That's, that's good on you. Yeah. I noticed because the music changed. So. Uh-huh. Um, so we cut open to the opening scene. Yes. And it is Homer going through the junk mail. Yes. Lo and behold, this episode is 31 years old and things have not changed every time you open up the mailbox like i would love to have like an idea of the like the amount of money and paper that is wasted even on just our single household every year on absolute junk dumb flyers and well and for us we live in a community where our our like exterior maintenance is taken care of yeah but we get Power washing ads, roofing ads, window ads. Now, windows we would have to take care of, but you know, and, it's just and, like and and we still get home warranty ads from a company that fucked us over. Yeah. So eat twenty dicks. We're not getting your home warranty. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it's it hasn't changed. I can only imagine the volume maybe has gone down a little bit. Which God help us, because we get there's a huge pile on our counter right now of just mail we have to deal with. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just, I mean it's stuff that I basically go through, rip in half, and throw in the yeah. recycling bin. Yes, yeah, so do people actually fill out those those credit card? Orders? I have no like, idea. I mean, and I I get them in the mail, like in my email all the time yeah. too. So it's like I'm sure there's people that do because they want to spend money. I, I guess so, and I guess I don't know, man. Listener, have you ever filled out a mail in mailed credit card solicitation? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what? What? Tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I have a credit card, but I chose the credit card that I have. Yeah. And prior to that, when I was in college, I had a credit card, but it was through the bank that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And other than that, the only other credit card I've had was <laughs> it was an American Express card. And frankly, the reason I got it was because I thought that American Express was classier than the mm, other cards. I mean, <laughs> they operate differently. I can't go. I don't know the details, but I know I yes, watched a do. YouTube video yeah. about it. Was that a company man? I might have been a uh, video. If, yeah. Hey, if, if you like, uh, if you like, like corporate history. history. And, yeah, uh, it's it's actually it's corporate history sounds boring, but these videos are actually pretty interesting. Yeah, they're really well done. He go, he talks a lot about like the rise and fall of certain companies uh-huh. and 
that kind of stuff. I want him to do a video on Discovery Zone, but he's, he hasn't done I it yet. I told Caitlin to send him a message. I, I did. You, oh, you did? I submitted it on his website. Oh, you did? He's got a form yet oh, that you can fill Oh, I didn't out. know that. Yeah, oh, that you was like, tell me. That was like three years ago. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send one now. <laughs> yeah. He has a form on his website where you can make suggestions. Uh, my favorite thing about all those videos, you already know what it is, is at the end of the videos, <laughs> when he, I don't know. <laughs> he's Do like we, one of these enigmatic YouTubers that you don't, see his face yeah you hear his voice obviously he's like enigmatic Ke- that's he's a like, great word yeah he's like kevin perjurer too of defunct land yeah, yeah, yeah like you don't know we don't know what he looks like we don't even know company guy's name we thought we might have i think his seen name is mike kevin perjurer one time yeah at sea world we, yeah we, we were on our honeymoon down in tampa and we went over to orlando for the sea world and we were standing next to we were at the seal tank right or was dolphins. it dolphins dolphin yeah. tank and they were doing you know there was a guy with the defunct land shirt on yeah yeah and i was and like I, at that time, so this would have been in 2018. At that time, I don't think Defunct Land was quite as huge as it is right. now. Like it's big it now. Was, yeah, it was. I mean, it was big, but it was not what it has become. Yeah, that's so, also an interesting YouTube channel if you want to go watch some history, uh, like theme park history. Yeah, I like, I like uh, Defunct Land and um, uh, theme park. What's the one with the with the? Yeah, I know which one you're talking. Theme park is it Explorer? Theme Park, Park Explorer? Something no. like that. Uh, anyways. They uh, have interesting videos. Yes. About uh, like history of theme parks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that's that's our bag, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Homer's looking at the mail. We also watch a lot that's... of how's, how's It Made or How It's Made. How's It Made? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, welcome to this extra special glimpse into our life. I know. Y'all are just loving it. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> so Homer uh, is you... going through a stack of mail. Yes. And it's all the same crap, you know. Well, and it, yeah, it's like sweepstakes stuff. It's mm-hmm. not Ed McMahon in the Publishers Clearinghouse, <laughs> sure as we've discussed before. Sure but isn't. <laughs> it's similar things. And then he comes across a, an envelope and he's like, oh, a check for a yeah. million dollars. One million dollars. Very exciting. <laughs> and so he's very, he's, he's like, you know, celebrating. And then he goes to the bank <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and tries to cash the check. And of course, it is fake, man. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen those? We, or maybe we've talked about these before. I may, I'm not sure if we have or not on the podcast. I mean, have you ever seen those tracks? Those Christian tracks where it's like a do, like a twenty dollar bill, or it's supposed to look like a twenty dollar bill folded over, and you pick it up and you op- it opens up and it's like, uh, sorry to disappoint you, but let me tell you about no. Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever seen one of those. I've got I've been solicited by Jehovah's Witnesses. In oh. the Wawa parking lot before. Exciting. Yeah. Um, and then one time, I think I said this before on the podcast, I was at work and uh-huh. I was standing by our truck because there was stuff in it and I need some, somebody needed to be out there and I'm yes. just chilling. I'm just chilling. And, um, <laughs> and this little boy comes up to me and he goes, here you go. And I was like, oh, thanks. And it was like some weird, like... It looked like a kaleidoscope on the front, yeah. but it was it was like weird, like brainwashy stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I don't. Here's what I here's here's my question. Like, I don't know a lot about Jehovah's Witnesses, but surely there's been a hundred and forty four thousand of them by now, which, as I understand it, <laughs> is the capacity of heaven. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I don't know a lot about Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, Talk to me about the the fundamentalist Mormon Church, and I can tell you a whole hell of a lot because <laughs> I watch a lot of documentaries. Right. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. That, um, you know that uh, that uh, attorney in South Carolina. You know. Oh, Alec Murdoch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Uh, 
Caitlin has described that family as a as a bunch of punchable faces. Yeah, before. they're every single person in that family, to include his dead wife and dead son, have no. punchable faces. Well, my point is that well, what I'm getting at is that that man looks like a Mormon to me for whatever reason. Yeah, he just looks like a yeah. Mormon. Yeah, he I, he's like got that weird like. I don't know. It's, I think it's his hair color, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. But like he, he's he has weird hair color, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It he he very clearly was a redhead, but it's uh, it's graying. Oh, I so see. So it's like a weird blonde shade. Yeah. It's 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 very strange. Um, look that case up if you're interested because it is messed up. It's uh it's pretty wild as I understand it. Caitlin has watched a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, and I listen to the podcast. I don't really care for the podcast, but I listen to it just to get like the latest gossip. Oh. Not gossip, but like the latest news from it. Anyways. Um, <laughs> junk mail in the nineties uh-huh. was a wild thing. Did you ever get car keys in the mail? Do you know car keys? Like, okay. So I, I remember so. like we, my parents somehow got on a mailing list uh-huh. for, it was an, it was like a sweepstakes thing yeah. and we would get like a little tube in the mail uh-huh. and it had a key in it. And it was like, come here at this time on this day and try the key in the car. And if it turns on, you win. What the? <laughs> yeah, but it was like a blank. It wasn't like a fancy key like we have today. It was yeah, yeah, like yeah. a. It was like your Jeep key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just one you could go to the hardware store and get made. Get copies made of, which yeah. I have done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. I, that's why I have a key to your car. That's right. Uh. Anyway, yeah. So I just was reminded of that while we were talking about this. That's crazy. I like. It's it's wild. Uh, you know that people say that you waste. Like, I think it's 70% of all advertising dollars. And by waste, I mean, like, that people do not even, like, open the mail or right. open the email or listen to the message or, you know, right. that sort of thing. But it's got to be higher than that. I would think so. Especially, I feel like society, at least most of society, is a little more savvy now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the internet and all that. Like, you have to be because it's yeah. so easy to scam people on the internet. So, you know, uh, I... <laughs> I uh, was thinking about this in terms of being uh, like a theatrical director, and when I was when I was young, like one of the first things that a director w- told me when I w- got into high school and then into college is uh, one of my directors said, "If you are at an audition as a director, you know by the time that person is finished saying their name, if you want to see more from them." And at, in the moment, I was like, that's bull. How could you possibly know? That's true. But uh, I, I'm here to tell you, I've sat and watched a lot of auditions in my day, and it is absolutely true. It's and the you, same thing for job applications. Well, you, well uh, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that you experience that if you are on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you know, like a second or two seconds into whatever this person is doing or saying if you want to see more. And as soon as somebody holds up a a product of some kind in in the image, I look to the bottom left and yep. sure enough, if it's every sponsored, time, yep. sponsored. I swipe it if it's sponsored. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So um, getting back to the episode, <laughs> now that we've relived. How long was that tirade? Oh, my God. Uh, we oh, are like 18 boy. minutes into this. Okay. So anyway, Homer <laughs> takes the check to the bank. He is... He is told that I am delighted with myself. <laughs> yeah, um, he he's arguing with the teller. He's yeah, like, yeah. you know, why can't I cash this? And he's like, see here, it says void, void, void. This is not a check. Cash value one twentieth of a cent. Uh-huh. Mister Banker, do not honor. Do not honor. <laughs> and so the, and uh, we, excuse you, sweepstakes, Mister Banker. <laughs> 
That's very gender normative of you. That's right. It could be a lady. Yeah. Or, um, or an intersex person. Yes. Um, so anyway, we go back to the Simpsons household and he's like bemoaning to the family that he didn't, he, he actually does not have $1 million. Yeah. Um, which he's like, every time you get $1 million, he says something queers the deal. I didn't hear him say that. I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him say that either. I've never heard that phrase That's what before. the Frankiac says he says, but I don't know if that's yeah. exactly hmm. what he said. Anyway, oh, poor Homer. Every time he thinks a bunch of money's coming his way, something <laughs> happens. There's and a good callback to the check business later on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um I think it's Marge that says, I don't think real checks have exclamation points. That's Lisa. Oh, Lisa sorry. says that, yeah. That's Lisa. But then so, Marge cuts mm-hmm. in. Uh, and it turns out that in the mail, though, they got a free sample of Reading Digest. Now, yep. these I do remember. Oh, yeah, for them sure. Them sending these out. I am pretty sure my parents still subscribe to Reader's Digest. Still? If it still exists. Wow. My oh, mama yeah, that definitely was like... did. Or it was either my mama or my great mama. Uh, uh, my great mama, y'all, was a remarkable woman. She lived to be 105 years old. Uh, she was born in 1903. But uh, anyways, I would go over to my mama's house, and my great mama lived with her. And I'd go in there, and they would just, on the on the stand, you know, the, the end table next to the chair, there would be two or three of these Reader's Digests. And they were, of course, the large print editions of the Reader's Digest. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we would get them every month. It, apparently they're they're still producing the magazine. You can get a year for ten dollars. So oh, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, magazines are magazines are pretty cheap these days. I think it's mostly because people don't want them. People don't. Yeah. That's another piece of paper in my house. I'm gonna have to deal with later, That's and I right. don't want it. I have thought about subscribing to like Southern Living or uh, what? <laughs> Why? All the recipes are online. I know, but like it's nice to take it over to the couch. But you know, now that I have a Kindle, like yeah, I'm much don't... more inclined to just read it on the Kindle. Yeah. Uh, I did think about, I did look at some magazine subscriptions on said Kindle uh, previously, and oh no, it wasn't. It was like New York Times or something. Mm. It was super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, who needs the paper? <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyways, uh, Marge points out that they have a free sample of Reading mm-hmm. Digest. And Homer scoffs. He's like, I've never read a magazine in my life, and I'm not going to start now. Mm-hmm. And then he's intrigued because he sees a cartoon. Yep, something catches his eye. And uh, it is a sexist cartoon. <laughs> uh, the I believe, if I remember, the title is Mishaps, as in MS period, like the... Uh, uh-huh. title for a, a woman, uh-huh. uh, Mishaps. And it was a woman who had crashed the car into a pole of some sorts, uh, which is a parallel this week. We were talking about the car crashing joke scene in oh, Itchy and Scratchy Land yesterday. Yeah, we were. Ooh, glad that wasn't <laughs> us. <laughs> and um, anyways, so uh, the woman in the cartoon is saying to her supposed husband, well, you always wanted a compact. And of course, Homer thinks this shit is hilarious. Yeah. And he says, ain't it the truth? Marge quickly rebuts him, saying, no, it's not the truth. It's well documented that women are safer drivers than men. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, and, and Marge is like, they're just stupid drawings that give you a cheap laugh. No, that's Homer. Oh. No, this is the, this is the joke. See, can... <laughs> Frankiac, I need attribution. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is a funny joke. This is a meta joke. Uh, uh, oh, Homer says, yeah. cartoons don't... <gasps> that's right, okay. Sorry. Cartoons don't have any deep meaning. They're just stupid drawings that give you a cheap laugh. And then he stands up and you and see his, his butt, butt crack. crack. Yeah. Bart laughs at the butt crack. And let me tell you, I laughed 
We both laughed loud. at the butt crack. Yeah, that There's, was funny. There are some very good jokes in this episode. Sorry, everybody. I'm not on my A game today. Um, <laughs> yes. So then we cut to the power plant, and Homer is still enraptured in this magazine. Yeah. He is reading it, and Lenny comes in and says, Homer, it's lunchtime. Oh, that was, I, was, I was trying to remember what he was reading. He's reading a, an article, Can We Trust Bermuda? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Hold on. Before we go any farther. Okay. Um, what... So Reader's Digest, I always thought, was books and mm-hmm. like sections of books. Yeah. Is it's but it's more than that? I guess. I don't I honestly couldn't tell you. I, yeah, I, I mean like that's what I understand. Cause you like get the reader's digest version, and that means it's just like an abridged Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, but it he seems like I guess there's like p- puzzles and stuff in it and whatnot. Um Sorry, I was looking off the side. There's a rabbit outside. And oh, I was trying to see what it was. There's one under that deck next door too. Oh yeah, we've got. Oh, we have so many rabbits. There's so many. I found. I found an injured little teeny bunny out back, uh, and it was so small it fit in like the palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. And something got to it. It must have been. We, I'm thinking it was a fox or something. Because mm-hmm. rabbits, y'all, if you don't know, are not smart creatures, and they don't run away until you get very close to them. And at any rate, uh, he had an injury, a pierce, piercing injury, injury on his neck. I'm guessing something bit him. And he was out there alive. And so I brought him into the house uh, and we got him off to a wildlife rehabilitator. And I haven't heard anything. No, so. it was a chaotic. That was a chaotic morning. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it was yeah, a chaotic morning. It was, that was uh, pretty wild. Anyway. anyway, Caitlin named him Lazarus because she said he was going to rise again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Homer's reading uh, his uh, his uh, reading digest, and Lenny comes in, says, "Hey, you know, let's go. It's lunchtime," and he says, "No, go ahead." And Lenny inquires of him. He says, uh, "What? Uh, you don't want to eat? What did you do? One of them stomach staples? I did not realize that they were stapling stomachs in the early nineties. Yeah, I don't think it was as sophisticated as it is now, or as widely like done. Yeah, but I I didn't." I don't think I really knew that either. You know, only, uh, well, I know that you know, because we've talked about this, but uh, only 50%, they say, of people who get that surgery uh, uh, keep the weight off. Oh, yeah. I know way, I know a lot of people that have gotten it and have and, regained all their yeah, weight. Yeah. I mean, like, the I guess the intention of it is to, uh, is to, like, force you to change your habit. Yeah. Uh, but... Habits mm. are habits. They can come back. Right. And for most people, You have to don't. go through a psyche valve to, to do that. Yeah. But I, there needs to be more than just like one visit to a psycho- <laughs> psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, so uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Homer actually turns to him and says, uh, as Tolstoy said in quotable notables, uh, give me learning, sir, and you may keep your black bread. <laughs> so he's uh, reading a, a quote. You know, a notable quote, that I suppose, that's in the Reading Digest. I think digest. that was like a section, like, you know, here's some notable quotes. Oh, yeah. Have you ever read a Russian novel? Have you read uh, I had Tolstoy? to read C- Crime and Punishment. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it was my junior year of high school. Yeah. Now, ask me, did I actually read it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I read... I think I may have read the actual Cliff's Notes, like a printed Cliff's Notes of... Uh, that was how I that was how I made my way through school. Of course, you know, notes. back in those days, they did not have the uh, the open dyslexic font, uh, right. which would no doubt have helped me out a great deal. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I is that is no, that's um a crime and punishment. That's, that's not Tolstoy, is it? I thought it was. It's uh I don't know. Hold on. Leo, buddy. This cat is all over the fucking table. <sighs> oh <laughs> my god. Okay. So then uh as as Lenny leaves, we cut to the control. Dostoevsky, that's Do- crime yeah, and that's punishment. right. That's right. Okay. Um we cut to like the control room and we see Mr. Burns and Smithers uh-huh. and um, like, I thought this was going to go a little bit further than it did. So Mr. Burns asks, who's that bookworm Smithers? And you know, the yeah, old this, joke. Yeah. This is a device that is commonly used in that Smithers or excuse me, uh, Mr. Burns sees Homer doing something yeah. And often it's very much this line of thinking, or this, like this we plot must line. punish him. Well, and it, well, it's that they see him and he's doing something smart, and therefore this drives something in the plot. Yeah. at the plant, but we didn't it, get that at all. Not this time. No, um, like because last week it was like, oh no, he's a free thinker. Let's nab him and make yeah. him, you know, conform. Or when Homer finds the glasses in the toilet. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, but all we get, yeah, what we get, all we get here is just a joke, and he says, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's strange." His job description clearly specifies an illiterate. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess that's just a joke to to the detriment of Homer's character. There, there, there we go. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so then we go back to the Simpsons house, yep. and the kids are watching TV. Uh-huh. They're watching um, Preacher with a Shovel, starring Troy McClure and Dolores Montenegro. Um, <laughs> so they're uh, Homer's sitting in the other room reading, and he's he sa- says to Marge, he says, "Look at them; they're staring at that idiot box." Did people call the TV the idiot box when you were younger? I don't think so. I definitely. I mean, heard I feel that. like I heard it, but yeah. I don't think it was like a thing that you know, like people said on the, on the reg. <laughs> I, I know I know that I heard people say it on a couple of occasions at least referring to it in that yeah. exact in that exact phrasing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Homer says, God forbid they would ever read something and improve their minds. Yeah, so Homer reads one thing and he is now a smarter pants. This this is um approaching a uh something that we have a, a name for now that they did not have a name for then. It's Dunning Kruger. Oh, uh, so Homer knows a little now, so he thinks that he, knows, he is he a everything. genius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, Marge is talking to him about the magazine. You've taken a shine to the magazine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just one, Marge. It's hundreds. F- they take hundreds, fill out the crap, and leave you with something that fits right in your pocket. Mm-hmm. He then, of course, attempts to put it into his shirt pocket and tears the pocket. It it does not go well. (laughs) Yeah, Reader's Digest was like a very strange size because it wasn't like a full-size magazine. Unless you got the large print version, which was I suppose suppose with some irony, I think it was about the size of my Kindle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. So anyway, uh, Homer goes in. He decides he's going to do something. He goes in and turns off the TV and he says, you know, they say, hey, what gives? Well, I'm, we're going to sit down as a family and listen to an inspiring uh, story of wilderness survival. Yeah. Cut into the living room. Homer is reading the story. Things look bad for the narrator. Mm-hmm. And he uh, proclaims, he'll be killed. To which Marge replies, he obviously got out if he wrote the article. Yeah. And then he like flips forward a few pages and he's like, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This uh, this is not the only time they've used this joke. I don't remember off the top of my head when I've seen The Simpsons do this before, but I have definitely uh, heard them say, N- he wrote he wrote this, so he right. obviously got out right. of it. Right, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, spoiler alert, <laughs> yeah. the author is still alive. Yeah, so... Although that implies that the... It, 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 well, it implies, because it doesn't outright state, I guess, that uh, this is a non-fiction story. It could have been yeah. a fiction story. Yeah, that's and, true. But anyway, uh, uh, forgive my pedantry. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, then, uh, we cut to Homer Marge's bedroom there in bed. Homer, yep. Homer's still reading the book with oh, yeah. his, his little glasses on. <laughs> yes. And, um. Have you ever seen somebody wear those kinds of glasses where their rims are only on the bottom and it's like a half moon shape? I'm sure I have. I was going to say your dad, but his aren't like that. No, my he, his, <laughs> his are just around his neck. My father, yes, has bought, a, like some years ago, bought a pair of readers that, he could that has the strap around the back, the plastic strap around the back, and he can pick them up. And there's a little there's magnetic a magnet button. on the bridge, yeah. yeah. And he can pick them up and snap them together. And I remember when he first got them, he does the same thing now. Like he every time he's like, "Hey, look at this," and he picks them up and puts them together. I'm like, "Yeah, I know you've had those glasses for like ten years." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware that that's yeah, what they do. His, I think they have full frame on them. They're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Marge is trying to put some moves on Homer here. Yes, yeah, she he's is. Busy. She's uh, she's like, please put you know put the magazine down. I thought you might want to snuggle. Yeah. And he flips to the back of the magazine. He's like, seven ways to spice up your marriage. Yes. <laughs> and then he he tells Marge. He goes, Marge. You have a nice body, and if you'd like to see me in a costume, you only have to ask. Oh. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, uh, and Marge will eventually ask him, if you uh, if you recall. Mm. She'll ask him to put on the jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. yeah. Plastic. Although, I will say this scene gave me very strong Mindy Simmons vibes. Uh, and and the, the reason is because Homer is clearly reading to Marge from the magazine. He says, Marge, you have a nice body yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All I could think about in that moment was, Mindy, you are a elf. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just where he's trying to remember, he, uh, he writes on his hand. Yeah. And we also get that And the guy joke. with the big yes. hand. I am tired of these jokes. It all started in 1956. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that was probably more entertaining for you me know what than it makes, for y'all. It makes me think- <laughs> It makes me think of uh, the Little Rascals movie, oh, like the man. one from the 90s, uh-huh. and Alfalfa writes a letter to Darla, and he's like, Dear Darla, yes, I hate yes. your stinking guts. Yes. You, you make, make me vomit. vomit. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's yeah. in there. <laughs> Holy cow. I love that movie. <laughs> Yo, I remember seeing that movie in the theater. Like, I think that we went to... The regular theater, Whoa. not the dollar theater, to see that one. Wow. Uh, my poor parents. <laughs> I'm sure they would rather have gone to see Batman, whatever number it was. Probably <laughs> Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, so... So, uh, we then cut from the uh, Simpsons' bedroom to the kitchen. And Marge is serving up. I thought it was cookies, but it turns out it's little <laughs> meatloafs in what? the shape of gingerbread man. What if it's the same... Uh, what if it was cookies? It was just the same recipe as those awful uh, muffins. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, this reminded me of something from my childhood, and that uh-huh. my gra- we would go to my grandma's house every Sunday for lunch after church. Uh-huh. And I mean, she lived right down the street, so it wasn't a big deal. Yep. But um, <laughs> she would get Grand's biscuits, you know, like the Pillsbury 
biscuits in the tube that you have yeah, to yeah, like yeah. smack and they explode and all oh, that. Oh man, that's oh man. Yeah. What another and that's another irrational fear that I have <laughs> learned by way of the internet that most people have. Yeah. They are afraid so that, that biscuit she would, is just gonna go. She bah! would buy those and she would like just bake them because it was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they were good. But when I was little, she would like make different shapes for me so I could have my own little biscuit. Oh wow. Yeah. Did she like cut them like cookie cutter cut them? No, she would like break them apart and like I remember her doing like a little man. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, so I see. she like mo- like sculpted essentially. Yeah. Well, Marge here has made little meatloaf men. Yeah. And uh, they must be very hot because Bart uh, grabs one and takes a bite. But and then he keeps to... tossing it back and forth in his hands. You know, like you do when you have like a really hot tortilla, you just kind of toss it back yep. and forth. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Uh, at any rate, so. Uh, in short, you know, what the Simpsons are getting at here is that the Reading Digest has really improved them. Yeah. Like, they... Uh, it, it, uh, somebody, I'm I'm guessing it's Marge or Lisa, says, it certainly has enriched our lives. I believe that was Marge, yeah. yeah. And so, at any rate, uh, Homer, as he's looking at the magazine, notices it's a possible... There, uh, there's a contest for mm-hmm. winning a trip to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. All expenses paid, VIP tour. All and of it, these things are going to be important here. Yeah, and he realizes that it's for kids, so he throws the <laughs> magazine in the trash. This magazine that has enriched their lives in so he's many like, ways. Oh, it's for kids. I don't care about immediately it. Immediately gets thrown to the trash. Which I mean, I <laughs> certainly understand that. But uh, of course, Lisa's like, "No, wait!" And so she takes out the thing, the uh-huh. the ad, That's right. and it's an essay contest yep. for children under 12 for Good 300 news. words. Lisa just turned eight. Yep. We know that. Yep. Yeah. So in, At least uh, in this order, she just turned eight. Yeah. Because this was supposed to be the first episode, right? Uh, which would mean yeah. that Stark Raving Dad was was supposed to be episode, I don't know. It was supposed to be the finale of season two. Oh, it would have anyway. So, so the timeline. Tracks. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, she wouldn't have been over She's 12, basically, <laughs> she's reading the rules and she's like, okay, okay, okay. And then it's like, fiercely pro-American. Yes. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh-huh. Um, so she's she's intrigued, and um, Marge suggests that Bart does it too, and then he says, "No, that's a nice thought, but we both know that this is the pony we bet on." And he like grabs Lisa by yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, referencing Lisa, we know this is the pony. <laughs> yeah. So then we go go up to Lisa's room, and she's sitting at her little vanity situation. Oh yeah. I did not notice what kind of stool she was sitting on. Did oh, I didn't either. It? I think she's no. I don't think uh, it's, cu- it's, it's cut. It's not off. the ergonomic chair. Though. No, it's cut off. You can't. The the. The chair that the children on TikTok think is a new thing, but it has been around forever. Yeah. The like me kids. gaming chair situation. <laughs> yeah. So uh so she starts saying she's she's like a every good every good sitcom writer. Yep. She is writing while talking out loud. She's dictating mm-hmm. to herself. What would Ben Franklin say if he were alive today? Yo. Hey, listener. Have you ever read Ben Franklin's writings? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we all know, like, the quotes that are attributed to him. Some yeah. of them are real and some of them are not. You know, uh, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and rise, wise, apple day, keeps the doctor away. Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Yeah, you see that one around? Yeah. Have you ever read Ben Franklin's letter to his friends suggesting that he take an older mistress? Yeah, we've talked about this we on have? the podcast before. Oh, I didn't remember. Yeah, because I said, because we... 
we're talking oh, about yeah. the picture in the classroom. And I was like, it looks more like Ben Franklin than it does like Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Ben Franklin, the horniest of the founding fathers. Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, unless, of course, you're including John Tyler in that. Who oh, had the fair. most children of any Jesus, president. who are st- he has descendants that are still alive. Grandchildren that are Grandchildren, still alive. Grandchildren, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is just wild. That's wild. So anyways... Um, Oh, man, I was fully prepared to talk about that, we, well, <laughs> that, that sorry. letter. But we, anyway, we've, we've okay. We've definitely talked about it before. Um, I did want to, I was also going to say that there's another letter from Franklin that you may have heard of before, dear listener. I know that Caitlin has, um, where uh, it is pop, there's a popular thought, and I was taught this, I remember, in elementary school, that Ben Franklin wanted the national bird to be a turkey. Mm-hmm. But turns out... And I know this because I've been doing some work, some stuff at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true. Really? He wrote oh, that, that in a letter to I think his cousin, and it was just an offhanded comment. Was it sarcasm? It it can be <laughs> very much be read as sarcasm. Gotcha. The problem, of course, is that it is. I mean, it tracks with the 18th century way of thinking because uh, symbolism of er- of America in its early age was always something natural to a North American. Now, generally speaking, of course, <clears throat> uh, that was a an, uh, an American Indian depicted in imagery mm-hmm. as the as the person of America. Uh, so like the original Virginia seal, for example, from Britain had an American Indian figure, the figure of America, bowing to the crown of Britain. Mm-hmm. But um, at any rate... The turkey is natural to North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think of Tom Turkey, right? We think of a big fat turkey with a you know that's big and round and mm-hmm. could not defend itself for anything. But uh, wild turkeys, game turkeys, look different and are actually kind of aggressive creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that is just to say that Franklin still not badass enough to be a symbol. Yeah, but I mean, just think about the Savannah bananas. Like that's, that's so cool. <laughs> I would like. I'm surprised Franklin didn't want the banana to be. Yo, <laughs> have I ever told you the story about the man in Texas and the bananas? <laughs> I don't think so. So, I, a, a coworker of mine from some years ago, uh, grew up in Texas in uh, like the the 40s and 50s, and his neighbor. And uh, bearing in mind, you know, Texas looks a lot different now than it did then. Mm-hmm. Uh, his neighbor had oil discovered on his property. Oh. And at the time, bananas were a pretty precious commodity. Like you might, you know, if you ever uh, if you ever uh, wondered why like a traditional like Christmas gift is an orange, it's mm-hmm. because people didn't always have ready right. access to them, right? And so anyways, uh, he told me that after they discovered oil on this man's property, he was, of course, you know, very excited. And somebody said, hey, well, now that you got all this money, what are you going to do? And his response was, I'm going to the store and I'm going to buy a whole bunch of bananas. Wow. <laughs> that They're going to go bad, <laughs> sir, before you eat them. As if, we, if you're as we cast anything a, like our household. <laughs> as we cast our eyes over to the rotten <laughs> to, bananas hanging on oh, We're going to make banana bread. It's going to be fine. I actually thought maybe we should do that because we got basically a we whole have a bunch. Lot. Yeah. We have a lot. Yeah. Anyways, and we still have nuts in the freezer. This so. poor man, he, he had oil discovered on his property. He went into town. He bought a whole bunch of bananas. And the next day, they found him dead. Uh-oh. Does he use bananas? Uh, I think he just had a heart attack. Oh. Like, I think he just Damn. regular old checked out. Those are uh, fruit flies everywhere. 
And the one thing that I think, oh my God. <laughs> the one thing that I think about with this is I bet the bananas that he got were the old, the old kind ones. of bananas. bananas. Yeah. yeah the, the ones. The artificial banana flavoring. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I just, man, I want to try one of those bananas, but we never will. Like no. we'll never know what they actually tasted They're like. Extinct. They are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. We are five minutes into this thing. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> so Lisa's trying to write this essay. She's having a hard time. Yep. Marge comes in, asks her how it's going. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, it's not very good. Marge says, you know, when I, when I got stuck like this, I'd go for a bike ride. And she's like, do kids go on bike rides anymore? And yes. Lisa's like, yeah. She's like, I don't know. I thought maybe bikes weren't cool anymore. Do the kids use the word cool? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, Mar- I, I, just- I identified very hard with this because <laughs> I work with a lot of young people now. Uh-huh. And I said something about, I said something got yeeted somewhere. And I was like, is that a thing? To, is that thing people say, still say? it? <laughs> Like, wait, what is wrong with you? I was like, oh, sorry. So, uh, I, this, you know, this is just helping to continue to establish part of Marge's character. Yeah. In that Marge is not cool. Right. She's trying, but she, she just can't do it. Yeah. This, this scene rings very true to Marge trying to play basketball with Bart, you know, and saying, watch out for the shack attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Lisa takes Marge's advice. She goes on a bike ride uh, uh-huh. into Springfield National Forest. Yep. And she sits under a tree. I got um, you only move. Wait, it's only you, you only, only move, move twice. twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got very, yeah. I got vibes from that. I, I'm picking up a spin down. Yeah. I gotcha. So Do she the kids sits, still say that by the way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she sits down under a tree and she says, "Okay, America, inspire me." And she looks out and there's beautiful purple mountains. And then a bald eagle comes and lands on the branch in front of her. Not a turkey. Not a turkey. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's like, "Wow, a bald eagle," which. In 1991, that was a big deal. I guess so. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because they were so endangered. Yeah. Um, And now they're like a dime a dozen. Like, you can go down to the store, buy a bunch (laughs) of them with your oil money. Yeah. That's right. Go to. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Nice callback. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, So she's sitting there thinking, and uh, then uh, she. um, She starts writing. Yeah. Are you texting? Yeah, I t- I, uh, I asked my parents if they still got Reader's Digest. And oh, really? They, they do not. They do not still get it. She, I said, do y'all still get Reader's Digest? And my mom says, no, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> do you have boxes of them upstairs? Probably. <laughs> All right. So anyways, Lisa is inspired. She has written the essay. And then we cut over to the next scene as they are approaching the Veterans of Popular Wars Hall. Yeah. The first time I think that we see this place, and isn't oh. this where, who do we see from, the, is it Herman that we get and tapped out with the Veterans of Popular Wars uh, building? It may be. I don't think I have that. It's not Grandpa. He comes with a retirement castle, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. And it's not Jasper. It might be Herman. Okay. No, Herman has no, his own store. He's got a store. Huh. Anyways, I'm pretty sure that I built this back when I was playing tapped out I, I don't think i've gotten it once again I, sell me have, a, sell have, me a whole game yeah, sell me a complete have, game and i'll play I have, it i have really not played tapped out in a yeah. long time anyway um any yeah so at uh, at any rate yeah so they're heading into the veterans of popular wars hall yeah and nelson's reading his very fiery <laughs> before, essay so before we what, fiery that's nice yeah. um before we get there she, she says oh. thanks for driving me to the contest dad and he responds sweetheart there's nothing i wouldn't do for that magazine <laughs> 
So yeah. yes, and then we get Nelson. Uh, and Nelson is delivering the most Murica of Murica speeches. Yeah. Um, he's talking about burning the flag. But yeah. he's like, you got to burn a few other things. Your shirt, your pants, your TV, your car, your Nike, when they still sponsor Colin Kaepernick. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kaepernick. What the hell? Kaepernick, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So anyway, um, a surprise. Burn your house. A, because none of those things, and don't forget your house, because none of those things could exist without six white stripes, seven red stripes, and a hell of a lot of stars. Yeah, so surprisingly passionate essay from from Nelson. Uh-huh. I um, think he was just keying in on the violence. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like articulate, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Uh-huh. So. Of course, Homer is on board with this. <laughs> yeah, and then another, wait, do they pan to another place? Or is this still oh, in Springfield? No, this is the same. It's just uh, okay, there's, yeah. these are the children that are reading and competing in Springfield. Right. So, okay. So there's this little girl. I, I've never seen her before. She got blue hair and glasses. Yeah. Maybe she's, she's blue haired lawyer's daughter. <laughs> maybe. She's reading her essay, which is recipe for a free country. One one cup liberty with uh, mix one cup liberty with three teaspoons of justice. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> one informed electorate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty pukey over there. Based well with veto power. Yeah. Well, Did you know that the in the first Virginia Constitution, the seventy six Constitution, the the governor did not have veto power. <laughs> No, I did not know that. <laughs> Why would I know that? I just think that's super interesting. Like, uh, well, Who did? Who had it then? Anybody? No, there was no veto power. The oh, leg- shit. The, the legislature ruled all. Damn. And of course, you know, in 76, there was no judicial review established in Virginia. That didn't happen until 82. Yeah. Thanks, uh, John Marshall. No, madam, not oh, John thank Marshall. You, thank you, George With. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, George With, teacher of John Marshall. Um. So, uh, But Marshall was in the room when with did it right and so he obviously established it on the federal level Ooh. in 1803 that's what i was thinking marbury v madison yep that's what yep, I think yep. you were correct marbury v madison um so anyways uh, we've uh been... john marshall by the way tiny little spindly legs very funny <laughs> little, ch- little chicky legs <laughs> yeah little chicken <laughs> legs <laughs> uh yes so then we pan this was a little bit confusing to me just because I wasn't really paying that much attention, but we learned that this is a nationwide don't, contest. Don't tell, don't tell our listeners you weren't listening, paying attention. Well, to the- no, <laughs> I was confused. Uh-huh. I guess that's the better phrase instead of not paying attention. Anyway, so like we see like a map, yeah. and we go to different areas of the country where this contest is being held as well, uh-huh. and we see the other kids. Um, Reading their essays. Uh huh. So we get a kid from Georgia. We get the blue-haired girl again. Then we cut to Lisa. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. These are in different places. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. See, that's why it's confusing. The backgrounds are changing here. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're the, right. The, it 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 did not read in the moment that that's what it was. I just thought these were all kids in Springfield. But yeah. no, it's it's. We're traveling and going to different yeah. places. Yeah. So this, then we cut, yeah, back to Lisa, and she is doing, uh, she is reading hers, and this is the, this is where we, I think this is the only taste of her essay that we get, save for the title, which we'll see later on. Yeah. 
Uh, so she says, she reads, um, when America was born on that hot July day in 1776, the trees in Springfield Forest were tiny saplings trembling towards the sun. Are you laughing because, you know, I was going to say that it's actually It's July 2nd. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Kill me. Uh, I love you. Uh, <laughs> trembling towards the sun. And as they were nourished by Mother Earth, so too did our fledgling nation find strength in the simple ideals of equality and justice. I take issue with that. Uh, <laughs> who would have thought such mighty oaks or such a powerful nation could grow out of something so fragile, so pure? And... Uh, then she says, thank you. Yep. Everybody's crying. Homer's got a tear. One so, single tear. Yeah. So uh, the judges are, uh, we cut to the judges table. Um, Jasper is one of the judges. Jasper is one of the judges. Yep. He is the, he is a veteran of a popular war. I don't know who the lady is. There was another guy too, but um, they are not convinced that Lisa wrote this. That's right. Yeah. So the lady is like, I think I detect the scently, sickly scent of daddy in the essay, meaning that he helped her write a, it. A common trope, uh, peop, the adults thinking that Lisa had help from her parents and it will become painfully clear yeah. that she did not. Yeah, so she, the lady approaches um, Homer and she's like, I'd last to ask, like to ask you a few questions about your daughter's essay. Um, and they go off. We get a great joke here. Yeah. And then, so <laughs> then there's another uh, dad and his little kid who's wearing a cocked hat, a tricorn hat, yeah. if, if you must. If you must. <laughs> um, and he's like chastising his, his kid. He's like, we the purple. What the hell was that? <laughs> Did I ever tell you? That I was have, funny. <laughs> I, have a, I have a very funny story. I hope that it translates because I normally tell this in person and I can uh, animate while I do it. Uh we did a program once where someone was introducing George Washington, uh-huh. but it was a rehearsal. Uh-huh. And the person uh, who uh, you and I both know very well, it's Joe, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, was was uh, introducing uh, General Washington. And he, he goes, uh, again, this is a rehearsal, so he's got a script in his hand. And he goes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, General George Washington, and he looks right down at his I've, paper I've and looks this. right back up. So he goes, in, 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 in real time, it sounded like this. General George Washington looks down, back up. Washington! <laughs> <laughs> and, and we lost our shit. Yeah. And we were laughing so hard out there. Did somebody then scream, buzzle? <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another day. Robert has a lot of adventurous stories from work. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the lady's talking to Homer. Yep. And she asks him if he's a professional writer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm. mm. And he's like, are you interested in government, uh, politics or government? Mm. So uh, I'm, the Frank here like lists this just as like the triple M, which I would interpret as mm. Yeah. Right? But, but he's going, basically, I don't know. Yeah. I think I would, I would qualify this as the in parentheses, I don't know sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, or like a shrugging yeah. sound. Um, and then it says, are you interested in anything? Oh, yep. <laughs> Can you touch your nose for me? And then he like closes his eyes and does everything but in, touch his nose. In a, in a very poorly performed uh, traffic stop yes. DUI check. Yes, he would he would be arrested and <laughs> taken fails. to jail. Yeah. So although you know when he does get pulled over uh, after going to the Duff Brewery, Homer stands on one foot, eyes closed, singing the ABCs, touching his nose. Uh, so he can do it there. Yeah. But. Well, in this instance, no, because he's probably sober. I'm better when I'm drunk. Yep. 
<laughs> so um, the lady goes back to Lisa. She says, Lisa, after meeting your father, I've decided to award you an additional five points. Congratulations. You and your family are going to Washington. Yay. So, of course, they are pumped. They're very excited. And... Um, to the plane. Homer's like, who would have guessed reading and writing p- would pay off? Uh-huh. Yeah. So now we're on the plane. Yep. Now the wiki points out that this must take place after Marge's flying fear. Oh yeah. 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 So, which obviously in the, in the course of this, the series, it does not, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess like timeline, it's a little scrambled. I didn't even think about that. Uh, Homer calls over the steward, uh, and, in the most annoying way possible. Yes, and uh, you know, basically makes a demand of all the free things that you get can get on a plane. Mm-hmm. And then we cut over to Bart, and this is what I was making reference to earlier. This the man behind Bart has a laptop. Yep. And I know that there were laptops mm-hmm. in the in the early nineties because there were definitely laptops in the late eighties. Yeah. But I thought they were still like suitcase size at this time. Oh. Mm. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess not. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Bart is being annoying, and this poor man is trying to do work, presumably. Yep. And he keeps raising and lowering his seat. Uh-huh. So, um, the steward asks Bart if he wants to go to the cockpit. Yeah. And, yes, he does. And come to find out, pilots are pretty boring. Yeah. And they're, t- they're showing him all this stuff, and he's like, no, thank you. I'd rather push this button. And he pushes the button and the gas ma- or the oxygen masks fall out in mm-hmm. the cabin. And nobody's really batting an eye. And then Homer goes, we're all going to die. And, and then everyone everybody starts breaks screaming. into panic. That's right. Yeah. So then they land at Dulles. Yes. Which, which is, is an like, actual airport. Which Yes, it is an actual airport and is like so far from D.C. Yeah, it's in Chantilly. <laughs> it's not. It is yeah. not close. <laughs> no, it's not. But the metro runs there now. They built the metro line. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, well, praise the Lord. Yeah. Golly. So if you're, if, okay, if you're going to fly into D.C., fly into National because it's like literally in the heart of D.C. Is that Reagan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dulles is outside of D.C. I thought maybe I had it backwards because, but no, I had to go pick someone up at Dulles one time. and It's it, the worst. Like, it's it awful. Is, it is way out there. Yeah. So I'm glad that they... Ran the daggum metro. <laughs> yeah, metro's, metro's out there now. So um, they're walking by, and there's a limo driver holding a sign that says Simpson. And if you've ever experienced this, that means that that is your driver, if they have your name uh-huh. on the card. Uh-huh. And Homer's like, look, Marge, that guy has the same last name as we do. And oh. then he calls a taxi. Yep. So they're, they get in the taxi. <laughs> they, they pass the IRS. Homer boos them. Homer boos them. And Rightfully then the guy, so. the guy in the IRS building says, oh, go boo yourself. <laughs> and then we learn that they're staying at the Watergate. Yeah. Can you still stay at Watergate? I don't know. I think you can. Mm. I, I, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I am, uh, man, when was the last time I went walking around D.C.? It's Oof, been a, it's it's been been a while. It's been a long time for me. But uh, it, sometime when I went walking around D.C., I passed the Watergate, I am fairly sure. Uh, and I went, oh, well, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, they're staying at the Watergate. Yep. It's still there. Yeah. And it's next to the Kennedy center. So that, that tracks. Uh, so anyways, they go in, they, they are in the Watergate. They are in the elevator. Bart does the old, uh, hitting all the buttons on the mm-hmm. elevator. Have you ever done that? No. We well, did. maybe I have. I just don't remember. My great mama, when she still lived on her own, lived in 
what is essentially a senior apartment building. It was, but it was an assisted living. She mm-hmm. lived, you know, on her own. And um, the uh, apartment she lived on the second floor, but the apartment building had eleven floors. Oh, and it was like a center atrium. So like all the apartments were on the outside, and you could look over the rails from the. Uh, from the floor, whatever floor you're on, and see all the way down mm-hmm. to the first floor. And we would love, we loved to go up to the 11th floor and look over the rail. That was our favorite thing to do mm-hmm. when we saw Great Mama. But um, you'd push all the buttons. We, we'd get off the elevator back at the second floor and hit all the buttons, mm-hmm. so it had to go all the way up and Jeez. down. Little shits. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. well, that's exactly what Bart did. Yep. Um, then they're in their rooms, and they're like all jazzed about all the free stuff. A uh-huh. shower cap, body gel, bathrobes. Free shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> and a welcoming mint on your pillow. That's right. So, oh, and then Homer discovers the shoehorn. Uh-huh. Um, we get it early. Bed goes up. Bed goes down. Yeah. Um, when a you shoe sure goes do. on, shoe, shoe goes, goes off. off. Shoe goes on. Shoe goes off. Uh-huh. So, uh... It looks like, uh, well, what we see is that Homer and Marge are, and Maggie are in a different room than Bart and Lisa. Yes. So Bart and Lisa are in the presumably room with two queen beds. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to pick their beds. Uh-huh. And Bart is being a little shit to Lisa. And he's like, they're they're picking their beds. And he's like, are you sure you want that one? And then like Lisa's changing her mind. Well, she calls, she calls first bedsies. Yeah. Bart declares that that does not exist. Mm-hmm. And... So but he tries a different tack here, uh, yeah. and it works because she picks the one that he obviously wants, and so it's this business of oh, well. he's kind of gaslighting her <laughs> a little bit. It's not that cute. Um, <laughs> so anyway, wow. uh, yeah. So, at, at any rate, um, uh, that that that's just a a scene. In between Bart and Lisa, there's really not anything. There, that yeah, there's there. no plot advancement. We at all. we cut over to Homer and Marge. Homer has apparently fallen asleep on this chocolate mint. <laughs> yeah, it's stuck to the side of his head, but the phone's ringing. Uh huh. And it's two a.m. We see on the clock, and Bart says, "Good morning, sir. This is your wake up call." And he's like, "Wake up call? It's two a.m." And then you hear on the other end, "Sorry, fatso," and click hung up, and it's Bart and Lisa making a crank call. <laughs> So, <laughs> Caitlin was not impressed with this crank call. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to talk because I got lost on the frame. <laughs> oh, so then we, um, it's the day of the, or it's, yes, I'm it's, back. yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, uh, they are inside, they're still in the Watergate, uh, apparently. Yeah, there, it's like a luncheon situation for uh-huh. the contest participants. And we meet Faith Crowley, who is the patriotism editor for Reading Digest. Homer approaches the Reading Digest uh, lady, Faith Crowley, and uh, uh-huh. he says, Oh, my favorite section is how to increase your word power. And he, <laughs> he gives us the obvious, but it's still funny joke. Yeah, he goes, he goes, it's really, 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 really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> So uh, Lisa is then introduced to some of the other uh, the other contestants. Mm-hmm. We get Trong Van Din. Uh-huh. Uh, we get Maria Dominguez. Yep. Uh, the, the, so just the two of them right here. Yep. So uh, presumably these are uh, children uh, from across the United States who mm-hmm. have found their way into D.C. Yeah. So Maria is a won the National Spelling Bee, mm-hmm. and Trong has won both the Westinghouse Talent Search and the NFL Punt Pass and Kick Competition. Wow. So they are very talented. The competition is stiff. Uh huh. And Lisa uh, just sort of bubbles over here with. Have either of you ever run into any problems because? 
because of your superior ability. They sort of half half-heartedly respond. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sure. And, and so she's excited that they're they're like-minded, I guess. Yeah, she and, dives right in for hugs yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah, so then we see Faith giving Homer and Marge some VIP passes. Yep. They will get you into places other tourists will never see. Yes, Homer does not understand what VIP stands for. No. We get more... Uh, we, we just get further explanation, or further demonstration, I should say, of Homer's uh, intellectual want yeah yeah <laughs> and um, homer's intellectual very very not smart <laughs> yeah uh, so he, he we get this sequence of him asking her what each letter stands for yeah and you know what does the i stand for what does the v stand for blah 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 and then we cut into the white house mm-hmm. uh so they are presumably in part of the white house that other people don't get to go they're in the bowling alley yep have you ever taken a tour of the White House? Yes. Oh, it, have you seen a bowling alley in there? Is there one in there? I know. I think there is one in there, but I've never. I, I, that's not a place. I think that's like in the residence, so you can't. Uh-huh. But like, I did like the public rooms, like the blue room and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. I um the, the strongest association that I have with the White House is me having tourist brain. Oh uh, yeah. And you know, you know, tourism is part of where we live. Uh, but uh, I was in Washington D.C. in two thousand and eight. And I was looking for the White House. The first time I'd ever... Well, it's not the first time I'd ever been to D.C. I went in when I was in eighth grade, but as an adult. And I was trying to find the White House, and I couldn't. And I walked up to a, uh, a police officer, and I said, Excuse me, sir, could you please point me towards... or where?" I said, Where is the White House? That's what I said. And the man looked at me like I was absolutely a blazing idiot. And he sort of just like turned around and gestured behind him. <laughs> and sure enough, it was right fucking yeah. behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I went, I went, oh, I'm so sorry. Tourist brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he did appreciate that I acknowledged that I was being dumb. <laughs> right. Uh, so we learned that in the bowling alley in the White House, Richard Nixon bowled back-to-back 300 games. Uh-huh. Um, and then they go into the president's bathroom. There's a curtain, and Lisa opens it, and she's like, wow, Barbara Bush. Who is in the bathtub. In the bathtub with it her pearls on. Definitely 1991. Yes. Yes, it is. So... So uh, she's uh, she says she, she, uh, Barbara Bush, of course, is taken aback by the fact that her curtain has been pulled. Yeah, and then she, she realizes they have the VIP badges. Yep. And so she's, she's like, to, "Oh, you have those damn badges." She starts to give an, an interpretation of the tub. This tub I, was installed I thought in for 1894. sure they were going to talk about it being installed for Taft, but that didn't happen. I thought so too. I assumed yeah. that. I mean, we all eh. associate William Howard Taft with bathtubs. Yep. So, anyway, so uh, as we. Uh, as we continue the touring, they are in the U.S. Mint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tour guide gives a uh, delivers a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just in case you're wondering, we uh, we don't give out free samples. Yeah. Uh, at some point in the future, I'll tell you all about a, a scandal that occurs in the 18th century involving uh, printed money. <laughs> but I won't do that today. Oh boy! <laughs> so many reasons for you guys to come back. <laughs> So at any rate, and then we, we see Bart. They are at the Air and Space Museum. Yeah, and, and this is this is it. Like this is the only reference to the spirit of St. Louis and the whole thing. Why in the world Disney Plus has it in the description of the episode? Yeah, but eh. but Bart, we see Bart in the cockpit of a plane. He's you know pretending to be firing a machine yeah. gun, and then. Homer, Homer's down on the ground. He goes, Bart, 
get out of the spirit of St. Louis. Yeah, that's <laughs> and it. That's, that's the it. whole thing. <laughs> it, uh, how he got in there, I do not know because it is suspended from the ceiling. Uh, you know how he got up there? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So uh, at any rate, um, we uh, then see the Homer, see Homer Marge standing in front of the Washington Monument. Marge giggles. Marge is being very immature here yeah and homer asks her what's so funny and he's like oh marge grow she up. whispers in his ear yep. yeah so then we see the capitol building yeah here we get more into the meat of the plot here of yeah the, of the dc plot yeah uh and we see a congressman um or i'm sorry a lobbyist is talking to a congressman uh-huh. he says this is a springfield national forest basically what we want to do is cut her down mm-hmm. and he's like as you can see in our artist rendition it's full of growth just aging and festering away we don't see the state name uh here Mm-mm. but we do see the motto which is not just another state yeah so, yeah, there's a lot of, like, maps and mail and stuff, and it's all, like, jumbled, so you don't really know where Springfield is. Yeah. Yeah, so then he shows the congressman, like, this picture, and it looks really crappy, and he's like, uh, in comes our logging company to thin out the clutter. It's all part of nature's cycle. I have seen the picture that he shows of, like, the raccoons drinking tea on a tree stump uh-huh i've seen that somewhere but oh really yeah so he basically he wants the congressman to support cutting down the springfield national forest yep and in in return he of course will offer him a bribe right so yeah he's um the congressman is a little bit reticent at first and then he's like uh this is where it gets awkward. This is the lobbyist speaking. He's like, I never know quite how to put this. And then he's like, I just want to. And then the congressman's like, offer me a bribe. Yep. Then uh, then we get a buzz, and uh, we are told that the little girl from Springfield who wrote the essay is here. That mm-hmm. uh, could be a good photo op, says, mm-hmm. the, uh, says the receptionist. So here they come. And... Um, there, the the lobby guy leaves. Yep. The lobbyist leaves, and um, the congressman. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, greets Lisa, and oh, I don't remember something Arnold or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's on the wiki. Uh-huh. Um, <sighs> Are you okay over there? Yes. Okay. Sorry. So he uh, he walks over <laughs> to the Simpson family and they take pictures. Yes. That's what happens yes. in this scene. It yes. is really and not all that important. He's essentially like praising Lisa and like you know, one day you're going to be a yeah. congressman. Blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So anyways, they they uh, they take photos. We actually cut back to Springfield here, and Mo is looking at the newspaper, mm-hmm. and there's a picture of uh, of the congressman with Lisa. Yes, and he 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 remarks, you know, there's a politician who cares. Barney is of course at the bar. If I ever vote, it'll be for him. Yeah. And then that's it. And then we cut back to the Watergate. Yeah. Lisa comes in to the uh, to her parents. Homer room. and Marge are asleep, and mm-hmm. Lisa comes in, and uh, she's like, "Mom." And we learn that the contest isn't for another three hours, but Lisa is too excited to sleep, uh-huh. so she wants to go to the Winifred Beecher Howe Memorial. Uh huh. And Marge doesn't know who that is, and so Lisa tells her that. She's an early crusader for women's rights. She led the Flormont Rebellion of 1910, uh-huh. and she was on the highly unpopular 75-cent piece. I think this is a dig at the Susan B. Anthony dollar. Yeah, I think it is. But, you know. Anyway. Yeah, did you ever get one of those? Do you ever see one of those? I'm sure I did, because my grandfather was a coin collector, uh-huh. and my dad inherited part of his collection, and when um, I-, <laughs> I would lose teeth, I would get, like, 
old timey. I wins. just checked, by the way, there is not a real Winifred Peacher album. No, already. no. <laughs> I... Sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. Like I don't know, but they do pay, they do make a pretty good joke about the Jefferson Memorial later on. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so Lisa Lisa goes by herself. Yep. To the memorial. Yeah, so that she she wants them to go. They say they essentially just yeah. and back to sleep, and yeah. off she goes to the memorial. Uh, she's reading at the memorial. I will iron your sheets when I you iron out the inequities in your labor laws. Yeah, and she's amen, like, amen, sister. sister. <laughs> yeah, um, and then we hear two men speaking, and it turns out it is the lobbyist, the lobbyist, and the congressman. Yep. Um, and they're discussing the situation. Where do we stand on Springfield Forest? Mm-hmm. Do I get my logging permit? And yes, uh, when they first meet, he says, "I told you, no one ever came here." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they can't see Lisa where she is. Yeah. So she's kind of witnessing all of this, and um, then we. <laughs> she yeah. She watches him hand him an open suitcase of uh, money full of cash. Yep. And, and yeah. so they even go so far as to uh, make a comment on the homely nature of. Uh, the Winifred Beecher yeah. Howe uh, and having, statue. Yeah, having seen this, Lisa is very, very upset. She's destitute. She's crying. Yep. She tears her essay apart. Yep. And she's she's wondering how she could read her essay now because she can't even believe her own words. Yep, this is where we get the title of her essay, which is The Roots of Democracy. By Lisa Simpson. Uh-huh. Yeah, so then she decides she's going to go to the... Um, Lincoln Memorial. Yes. <laughs> to like, I guess, because he's an oracle of some sort. Yeah. And um, turns out the Lincoln Memorial is a very, very crowded. It is. You know, it's I, it's it's funny that you use the word oracle because he, I mean, they are in Greco, uh, mm-hmm. Greco-Roman revival, mm-hmm. uh, you know, style mm-hmm. uh, structures. Yeah. And um, it very much is a Parthenon sort of situation. Yeah. Pantheon? Parthenon? Either one. The, the, I don't know. Um, anyway. Temple like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Temple Minerwai. <laughs> yeah. So um she's she's standing there and she's like, Mr. Lincoln. And then all these other people come and they're trying to talk to Abraham Lincoln as well. Yeah. Um, and, and with her very heavy question, of course, we all know what it is. Yeah. Uh, this person is saying, is a good time to buy the house? Uh, I can't get my boy to brush properly. Would I look good with a mustache? <laughs> yeah. I tried using turpentine, but it just made it worse. And it's just noise, noise, noise. Yeah. And she's in a cacophony. And it, it is a cacophony in yeah, there if you have never been in there. Yeah. So she's like, my name is Lisa Simpson and I have a problem. And then she, we cut, and she's at the, the Jefferson yeah, Memorial. Yeah, she says that to Jefferson. Oh, does she? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, because she says that to oh, Lincoln, sorry. No, 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 and then no, she no. goes to the... You're right. Nope. Yeah. Nope, nope. Anyway, they are at the... Uh, they're at the. She is now at the Jefferson Memorial, mm-hmm. and... Empty. She says, I have a problem, and Jefferson comes to life and says, oh, I know your problem. The Lincoln Memorial was too crowded. Yo, Everyone goes to the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, nobody goes to the Jefferson Memorial. Although, in fairness, the Jefferson Memorial is way the ass off of the mall. A mall. It's like yeah. it's way it's over far, there. It's I've far away. I've never been to the Jefferson Memorial. Really? Yeah. No, I've, I've been, but I guess I should go over there at some it's point. It's been a long time. So, anyways, uh, uh, Jefferson's complaining. No one ever comes to see me. Uh, I don't blame them. I never did anything important. Just the Declaration of Independence, Louisiana Purchase, dumb waiter. You know what Jefferson would actually say? The rotating book thingy? He would say, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on his grave. 
Hey, there's three things. Uh, help me remember them. It, one is author of the Declaration of Independence. Uh-huh. Second is the Virginia Statute for Religious, Religious Freedom. freedom. Uh-huh. And the third is, is it the author of the Bill for System of Public Education? I have no idea. I think it is. Here, uh, vamp, vamp, vamp. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, he's going on about his accomplishments. And um, she's like, maybe, or wait, he's like, maybe I should be going. I caught you at a bad time. And she's like, wait, please don't go. Um, and then God, he says. Cello. They, 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 they are making it difficult. I get so lonely. And then, um, yeah, it's, oh, it, yeah, it just kind of. It's not a system for public education. It's uh, uh, here was buried Thomas Jefferson, author of the Declaration of In- American Independence, of the U- Statute of Virginia for Religious Freedom, and the father of the University of Virginia. Oh, of course. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Whoa. Boo yourself. Boo, UVA. <laughs> Boo yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I got, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll put that on the... On the um, Instagram, on the Instagram? Yeah. Okay. So anyways, she is at the Jefferson uh, Jefferson Memorial, and he is not being helpful, so she starts to leave. Yeah, and then... Um, She's out on the steps of the Capitol now. Yeah, and, and um, she... She's talking about how the truth must be told. Yeah. She, well, she she she's out on the Capitol, and she we enter into this sort of sequence of. <gasps> oh yes, that's right. Uh, okay, sorry. It, uh, it's it like is, a dream sequence ish. Right, but it's reflective of Schoolhouse Rock. Yes. The, the style of. And there's like fat, like there's like politicians, but they turn yeah. into fat cats, and there's pork barrel, like it's it's all very. Uh-huh. Um, dystopian maybe yes yeah, so, i mean they're all fat cats and pigs right yeah uh, so she's she's sitting on the steps of capital which, contemplating which will be used later on in the series um yeah with the i don't remember i'm an amendment to be uh, so uh lisa begins to rewrite her essay yes. all of this points to lisa rewriting the essay yeah and then we cut back into the Watergate Bart. It has gotten room service. Mm-hmm. He has a masseuse. He's getting a massage. He's he had leaves his laundry a, done. A $20 tip to the launderer. Yeah. The launderer? The launderer? The laundry attendant. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, Homer comes in and sees Bart enjoying this and is is obviously, understandably, upset. Yeah. Because I mean, cause he thinks Bart's spending all this money. And yep. then he's like, before you kill me, remember this trip is all expenses paid. Yep. And then... Homer joins in with the massage, with the room service and whatnot. So then we're back in the convention room. Uh, Yes, I believe this is at the Kennedy Center. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And there's a man singing the deficit rag. (laughs) Bart is not happy about it. Bart does not like these songs, but I I thought they were funny. Yeah. (laughs) So Marge is like, oh, I know you don't like this, but, you know, please be still... And then um, Faith Crowley comes up and she's um, welcoming everyone to the awards luncheon. Uh-huh. And she introduces the judges. Yep. Um, Former football player Alonzo Flowers. Mm-hmm. Third, perennial third party, party candidate Wilson Defarge. That was funny. Uh-huh. Uh, Senate page Brad <laughs> Fletcher. Skincare consultant Rowena. Uh, is that a Mary Kay dig there? I think so, yeah. And then a wealthy gadabout Chilton Gaines. Yeah. And so then, those are some those are some obscure characters. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so we learn that Lisa will be the first essayist, but she's not there. Yep, everyone um, looks around. And yeah, and then she like busts in. She's pissed, and she she goes up to the podium and she reads her essay. Uh, first she 
she says, I would like to read a different essay if I may. Lisa, don't put just, your cards on the just table. Just do it. Yeah, get up there and do it. Just do they, it. They might say no. Don't give them the chance yeah. to say no. So her... But they don't. Yeah. So her <laughs> so. essay now reads, instead of the flowery thing you heard earlier, it is... The city of Washington was built on a stagnant swamp 200 years ago, uh-huh. and very little has changed. It stank then, and it stinks now. Yep. Only today is the fetid stench of corruption that hangs in the air. How strong is this parallel to modern political <laughs> rhetoric? No kidding. How strong? Drain the swamp. Drain mm-hmm. the swamp. I mean, like... It's the same words. Yeah. It's the exa- like 31 year old cartoon is reverberating exactly. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I mean, like I would like I would be less impressed if 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 it wasn't. I mean, it's literally the exact same verbiage. Uh, yeah. And so, anyways, yes, Elisa's pointing out that Washington is a swamp. Yeah. And and um, there's like a, a rustle in the room, and Bart's like, "Cool, a ruckus." Uh huh. And she then outs. Bob Arnold is the congressman's name. Um, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She tells the room that he has taken a bribe. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, rounds out her essay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't worry, congressman. I'm sure you can buy all the votes you need with your dirty money. And this will be one nation under the dollar with liberty and justice for none. Everyone Ooh. boos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember, this is supposed to be vehemently American, pro-American. <laughs> right. And it is not. It has taken a turn. So um, then we cut to a congressman's or a senator's office. Yeah. So what happens is that uh, somebody in the room runs and calls the senator's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he lets him know, you know, there's a problem at the essay contest. Uh, and he... Uh, the senator says, I'm busy, but he says, listen, a little girl is losing faith in dem- democracy. And that that is very troubling. Good Lord! <laughs> to the senator. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are then back in uh, Congressman Arnold's office. He is uh, very, uh, very clearly going to take a bribe from somebody who wants to drill for oil in Teddy Roosevelt's head yep. on the... Uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, thank you. Yeah, and so he, you know, he's like, Hmm. Well, Teddy who? And then we learned that this is an undercover man and yeah, so he what he's, the yeah, congressman for taking bribe. Yeah, what bribe. yeah, what he's doing is he's offering him money during the while while the congressman is considering and then when he sees the money it's the Teddy Who yeah. business. And then we cut, I guess, presumably like to the FBI or whatever. Uh-huh. And um one of the agents is like, oh, wow, you work fast. Yeah, the man who was in the office is the man who was standing with the FBI agent now. So he's undercover is the point. Exactly. And then we cut to Congress and they have... um, We are getting timestamps, by the way, through all of this. So this is all happening while the essay contest is still occurring. And it's going very quickly. Yes. So uh, Congress is now voting on House Bill number 1022, the Uh expulsion of Bob Arnold. Uh, we get a great joke here, which would clearly never happen. Right. Uh, the uh, One of the uh, Congress people says, uh, Mr. Speaker, I'm all for the bill, but shouldn't we tack on a pay raise for ourselves? And everyone goes, no. no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Throw that pork on there, boys. We all know what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> and then we see the Oval Office. 
the bill is handed to George Bush, George H.W. Bush, uh-huh. uh, who signs it. <laughs> and he goes, this should make my bosses very happy. And somebody in the room is the like. diplomat with him. Yeah. It goes, your bosses. And he goes, yep. All 250 million of them. <laughs> Did you know this is based on a true thing? This actually happened. A congressman got expelled, expelled for uh, corruption. Oh, I did not know that. I did not know that either until I read the wiki. This is based, I thought this was based on Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not based on that. In 2002, the, the Simpsons oh. called it, 11 years after the episode aired, Ohio U.S. Congressman James Tr- Traficant, um, who was also a University of Pittsburgh football teammate, a future Chicago Bears Hall of Famer, Mike Ditka. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, he was expelled for Congress and also criminally convicted on corruption charges, uh, which included accepting bribes. However, despite an early prison release in 2009, it was never made public. It was never made public that he became a born again Christian before his 2014 death. Blah, blah, blah. Boy, that was all over the place. Yeah, ironically, <laughs> though, then George H.W. Bush, who was in this episode, his, so basically they're saying that George W. Bush signed the expulsion bill for this guy. George W. Bush did. Yeah. Okay. So basically the same thing happens. Yeah, yeah. But a generation later. Gotcha. So. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh, that being said, uh, we are back at the essay contest mm-hmm. and the, oh, what was the name? What's his name? Trin? Uh, Tron, Tron mm-hmm. uh, is reading uh, reading their essay, and they say, you know, uh, we my family arrived in this country four months ago. We spoke no English and had no money in our pockets, and today we own a nationwide chain of wheel balancing centers. Where else but America, or possibly Canada, could our family find such opportunity? Which is why, whenever I see the stars and stripes, I'll always be reminded of that wonderful word, flag. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah, cue all the cheering. So then we learn that there's going to be a brief recess so the Mm -hmm. judges can, you know, discuss and tabulate their votes. (laughs) And then Lisa or Marge is talking to Lisa. She goes, Lisa, what's gotten into you? Yeah. And Homer says, your other speech was a little more crowd pleasing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But she, uh, Lisa responds, I just couldn't think of a nice way to say America stinks. Yep. And then we get a paper boy who rolls in. Extra, extra, feds nab, feds nab, rotten rep. That's a good line. Yeah, Bart, or, and then um, Homer takes one of the papers. Yep. And, okay, this is where we get the imprisoned congressman oh. becomes a born-again Christian. Apparently, that was not made apparent yeah, yeah, yeah. with the other guy, the guy in real life, but this guy gotcha. became a born-again Christian. Um, I can't believe it. The system works, uh, says Lisa. <laughs> yeah. We cut back in, and the piano man is singing again. This time mm-hmm. he's singing about the trade gap shuffle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Bart's like, he already sang this song. And then Marge is like, oh, no, no, that was the budget gap. This said, is the trading gap. I said, I, that's the, I said, yeah, that's right. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, that was the that was the deficit rag. Yeah. Bart, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, so then we cut to the well, not we don't cut. We are in the. Uh, in the awards ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, and she comes out. Uh, she says, "The will, the winning essay, uh, will the winning essay be bubble on, O oh, melting pot, lift high your lamp, green lady, USA, a okay, or cesspool on the <laughs> Potomac." <laughs> And Bart's chanting, says pool, says pool, says pool. <laughs> and then we learn that the winner is USA A-OK by Trong Van Den. Yeah. Um, and they hand over a big old novelty check for $10,000. 
And here, here we have the nice callback to the check from the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode because Trong comes up and he says, I would like to share this honor with all my fellow essayists, particularly the courageous Lisa Simpson, whose inflammatory rhetoric reminded us that the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Homer cries out, give her the check. Yeah. And everyone laughs. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I, I was serious. <laughs> and then the piano man comes back out uh-huh. and wants to sing a song about Lisa, but... Uh, he doesn't get too far because he gets hit with a rock shot by Bart's slingshot. Yep. And then um, they're, they're like, Bart! And he goes, well, Lisa, uh, you taught me to stand up for what I believe in. And that's... A little bit of a weak joke yeah. to end the episode, but then we cut to credits. Yep. And end, of, end of episode. End of episode. Look, it only took us an hour and a half oh, to get here. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let's hear your thoughts. <sighs> it was fine. Man, I like this episode. Did you? I like this episode a lot. Okay. I really like this I don't, episode. I don't know. I just thought like the first two acts really dragged for me in terms of like them going around to all the different places and whatnot. The um, what? Different places? Yeah. Like they, well, like... When they're when they first arrive in DC, oh, I and they're see. like, you know, like look at this landmark, look at this landmark, look uh-huh, at this landmark. Uh-huh. I was just a little bit the um and the the um, montage of the essay readings that uh-huh. that could have been a lot shorter, <laughs> but you know you got to fill space somewhere. Well, I uh, I thought that the jokes really landed uh, uh, all throughout this episode. Yeah, I- no, that's not to say there weren't some good jokes. There definitely were, but it just was. It's not my. It wasn't my like most favorite thing. <laughs> uh, I I thought that I thought that this did a really good a really good job overall of incorporating all of the Simpsons into it. Yeah. Uh, except for Maggie, who was who was present in a couple of the scenes, but was not very was not. She seen did very have often. a balloon in, when they were at the um, Washington Monument. She was floating. Uh-huh. Like I, she just must be like really super light. <laughs> Because she, yeah. <laughs> anytime she gets a hold of a balloon, she's like floating around. I re- I did appreciate uh, the joke about the Jefferson Memorial always being yeah. empty, um, and I mean, I I I think that I like parallels to things that are happening in modern politics more than you do. Uh, uh, they so. they depress you less than they depress <laughs> me. <laughs> I think. Um, I find I find uh, that that kind of jabbing. Uh, gives me actual. It actually gives me hope because it reminds me that we've always kind of been in this situation. That is, that is a fair point. Yeah, uh, and and it also, you know, I think it should inspire us because y'all. I don't know if you can hear it. Uh, Nox is snoring. You really can't very usually, loudly. but yeah, it's real loud. Uh, but <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also, you know, reminds us. I think that. You know, when we look at this in history, we have to be willing to say this has been going on for a long time, and it requires that we maintain as the vigilance yeah. thing is super yeah. true. Vigilance is is true, and that and there is nothing more dangerous than blind patriotism. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I appreciate that the essay contest and the way that they the writers uh, uh, framed it is is exactly the same sort of blind patriotism hand on the heart worshiping the flag business mm-hmm. uh, that we are still fussing with now yep right and mm-hmm. so I I appreciated that and I thought that plus the jokes and that, that joke where Homer stood up and you can see his butt crack was so that was pretty well funny. done <laughs> and that was like really one of the first meta jokes that we've 
gotten yeah. so far. I will say that this is a good episode that introduces the trope of Lisa being disappointed uh-huh. by those around her, be they family members or whatnot. You know, she is her own little self operating in this world that is just a constant disappointment to her. Yeah. Um, and well, I feel like this is one of the first episodes that's really kind of hit that. And here we have, uh, we also have, I mean, the, the congressman is not a hero of Lisa's. Uh, there, we don't have a reason to think that he's a hero of no, hers. No, but he but, shatters her image of what, like, the American democracy right. system, or, she you know, loses, what the democratic system should be. Yeah, she, she loses, loses her, her faith, faith in yeah. democracy because of his actions. Right. And I think that it is fair to say that Lisa is, because she outright says, inspire me, right, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the episode, she is inspired mm-hmm. to write this nice essay and when she sees that, she is then inspired to write a not-as-nice yeah. essay. Uh, well, it's a nice essay. It's just not a blind patriotic essay. Right. Well, and she, I mean, it, she's being let down by the people around her, I guess, uh-huh. is the better way of putting that. Uh, we, uh, there was one joke that we did not mention, and I meant to, and I wrote it down. It's when Homer walks up to the Reading Digest booth, and they have their motto beneath. And it's just, oh, yeah. brevity is ellipses. Wit. Wit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was good. So, okay. I, before we got to the end of the episode, the very end of it, and that pretty weak joke Mm -hmm. from Bart, uh, I was thinking, man, this could be like a two-banger here with... uh, Stark Raving Dad. Dad, But I don't think so. Mm -mm. I don't think so. No. Uh, So we're still waiting on that first back to back, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Uh, So we will get there, though. They're they're coming. Um, Even even at that, I will say again that I liked this episode, uh, and I am I am pleased to see that. And I think I think you would agree with this. You can I mean you can speak for yourself, obviously. Uh, that we still see a quality in storytelling and impaired mm-hmm. with quality in animation uh, that is uh, that has shown it's coming into itself. Compared right? to early season two and obviously season one, I yeah. mean, this is just like leaps and bounds better in uh-huh. terms of how it's written and the jokes and whatnot. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would agree with that. Super. All right. So I think that'll pretty much wrap up our uh, our podcast today. Uh, next week, we have When Flanders Failed. I am nervous about this episode. Really? Yes. I'm, okay. ner- I'm nervous about it because I don't want to hate Homer, but I know that Homer is, We're gonna hate is, Homer. A, real, is a real turd in this, in this episode. Okay. Uh, but that's for another week. Yep. Um, make sure that you are, if you enjoyed this, and if you made it this far, I guess you enjoyed it at least a little. Make sure you're following us on our social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. We are also on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. And you can also send us an email if you'd like to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you at Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Next week, as we continue through the series, we are going to be watching, of course, When Flanders Failed, and we drop all of our new main season episodes on. Wednesdays every week at 7.42 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time. And we are looking forward to spending more time with you. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you're feeling friendly or if you're feeling generous, go ahead. Friendly? Frisky? <laughs> if you're feeling what? frisky, go ahead and leave us a rating, the highest rating on said platform. We'll look forward to being with you again next week. So until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. I am learning. And we will see you next week for When Flanders Failed. I will try not to think about this all week long. <laughs> so until then. Smell you later. Bye. Bye.